one come all to another episode of From the South with Love. Man, another week. Some more bullshit. We finally in the thick of sports. Uh, currently, the Lakers and the Clips are uh, playing. Battling it up. Battling. It's a very close one. Uh, how you doing today, bro? Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a... Uh... Yeah, it's a little different now, man. These games like are, are for real again, I guess. Uh, so I mean, we, uh, yeah, man, we, I guess we really in it. I was looking at the, you know, we was talking about those scrimmages last week. You know, what I'm saying it, it, it was, you know, it, it was alright, but I mean, it, it does look a little bit more official. You know, what I'm saying watching this tonight. Um, you know, as we see uh, the Lakers and uh, the Clips uh, halftime right now. Uh, you know, two point game, fifty four, fifty two. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I think, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it, man. I think it's. Uh, you know, it, it, it's almost like a, a whole new season, really. I mean, everybody talking about like it's an extendo, but like, bro, like four months, like that's a long game. That's that's like you literally. That's like an off season. I'm I'm back for a whole new year, kind of shit. That's true. And all these these games, these what eight games, they all count in some. Like they're all crucial games. It's not like they're playing, uh, you know, twenty, um, you know, nonsense games. Right, that was yeah, that was a that was a big loss for the Pels. Like right before this game, like that was like that was a game they needed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you know, they're out here trying to contend with you know all those other teams down there at the, uh, in, in, in the West. You know what I'm saying? It's like a battle for that eight seed. You know, with teams like Memphis and um, you know Portland and, and all those teams that are involved. You know, San Antonio. You know, actually, it's a few others. Uh, I'm not looking at it right now, but yeah, it's 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 it's, uh, it's, it's gonna be a battle for that for that spot, man. That's probably the one everybody has their eye on the most. Everything else is just seating. You know what I'm saying? Where people going to be? Um, you know what, what's going to happen with that? So I don't know, bro. It's it's uh, it's looking uh, it's looking pretty interesting, man. Uh, so how you feeling about it? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Um, like I said, we uh, I was watching the first game, the the Pels versus Jazz, and the, you know, Pels came out a pretty competitive. Uh, Brandon Ingram, oof, that yeah. boy's a bad boy, man. He was <laughs> out there, he was out there, uh, you know, shaking out uh, Rudy Gobert. Uh, Rudy Gobert came came to play defensively, though. Um, you know, he great rim protection. Uh, he had about uh, three blocks, twelve uh, rebounds. Uh, so you know, he was. I would say that he was uh, the main reason why why uh, they were able to stay in the game because Pelicans had the lead most of the game uh, due to uh, you know. I think Brandon Ingram had like either like twenty five or twenty four points. Uh, Drew Holiday had twenty, um, and Zion came with like fifteen minutes with thirteen points. So, yeah, ease them in, I guess. Yeah, they, you know, ease, ease them in. You know, they 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 it seems like he's gonna be on permanent limited minutes because they just don't know with him being that big and just moving around. He was moving around like a point guard. Yeah. About, uh, so it's, it's it's a little scary, um, <laughs> them being that big and just moving quick like that. No, I mean you're right. I mean like that's it's like it's one of the things, man. You kind of you can't really fault them for kind of putting the, you know, what I'm saying what do they uh, what do they call it the training wheels on them? Just because yeah. I mean it ain't nothing like our season this season 2020 season is not really the the season that we're focused on. That's not what we drafted Zion Williamson for. Drafted him for 2022, 20, 2023, 2024. Like we need this man for the long haul. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of I, I can't disagree with that with that mindset uh, by the Pels management. But, you know, um, and again, grand scheme of things, though, as far as this season is concerned, man, they did uh, catch a, a pretty close L, man. You know, uh, Rudy Gobert coming up uh, close, uh, coming up pretty clutch here in the, uh, the final minutes of that game, bro. But kind of like you said, man, you know, he was uh, anchoring that thing defensively. But B.I., man, yeah, you know, that man is a, you know, he out here getting them buckets, man. And I think, you know, he's, he's clearly been the biggest uh, grab that the Pels got in that Anthony Davis trade. Um, getting him back and just him becoming the player that he's become, you know, basically the player the Lakers always hoped he would become in New Orleans. Uh, yeah. That's a pretty, that's a pretty nice get, man. And Alonzo's been pretty good too. Not that great tonight. Well, at least shooting from the field. I mean, he, he did okay. You know, he was kind of distributing the ball or, or whatever. Yeah. But, um, and I, I believe his defense was decent, but you know, I think it, at the end of the day, man, it just, it just wasn't enough here, man. Utah just so damn sound, bro. Like they just always going to, just be in the right place, do the right things. And Jordan Clarkson kind of be out here getting buckets for them. Like that was like a low key trade that people kind of yeah. forgot about. Like that, like, I did like, not recognize yeah. him. I did not recognize him. He <laughs> has braids and, and he's fully tatted up. He was weird. <laughs> it's it was not very weird. Cause his face is still the same. <laughs> like everything else, like, you know, it's like they took a, a 2K player, made a creative player, and then this. Through uh, you know, his face on on him, so it's like, <laughs> it's like it's like a completely different uh, different look for him, bro. But I mean, hey, you know, he uh, he he's kind of coming to play, man, in Utah. And I think I don't, I don't think he's been um, it's out of the ordinary. He was getting buckets in Cleveland, but it was Cleveland, you know, with no LeBron, so nobody was really noticing. But you know, I, I you know, talk, talking to Cavs fans, man, they were really upset when he got traded out of there because he was one of the main reasons they used to watch the game. Him and Colin. Um, so I mean I, I don't know what's uh you know what's gonna happen there as, as long as you know as far as the long haul there but he's a perfect six man you know what I'm saying for for you to come get your buckets and, and not do much else but I mean hey that he does his job so um yeah man that was a good one man obviously watching the L A versus L A right now uh man and this is the one obviously everybody came to see yep uh but you know can't help but to notice a very important player out of the Clippers is not uh, playing with them today. Um, you know, <laughs> the good brother, uh, Lou Will, the sixth man, probably one of, arguably uh, one of the best six mans ever. Yeah. In the conversation. Yeah. Um, he is currently on a 10-day quarantine. Um, right. You know, uh, he was he was here in the city. Uh last week and um you know they they there was a picture that surfaced of him in magic city yes. of course you know uh a lot of people were you know shaming him like oh yeah the strip club when you're supposed to be in a bubble um you know but the truth always comes out he was he was here for a funeral rest in peace for to his you know and, and blessings to his family uh, but um, he decided to go to Magic City and get some wings. Yes. And people are, you know, perplexed. They're befuddled. They they don't understand that people can just go to Magic City and get some wings. <laughs> They're befuddled. <laughs> yeah, this is like, now let me tell you, Magic City has some... Uh, that's some yeah. good food. <laughs> that is, uh, that, that is not, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think people outside of Atlanta kind of just they they hear that and, and they they think it's ridiculous, right? I mean, because it, 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 they they think it's like an excuse or something. <laughs> but right. I mean, it, it, they are legit. Obviously, you know, I didn't, didn't, didn't switched over to the veganism. You know what I'm saying? But like, hey, man, I, I can't flex. You know what I'm saying? I, that that them them, th- them things used to be hit. That like that's not even that's not a game. That's not like a joke. Like that they 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 literally do hit. I mean, you get a, get your nice cold brew in there. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's a vibe. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, uh, some good eating. So, uh, so you know, of course he he admitted to it. Uh, he wouldn't have got caught up if it wasn't for uh, rapper Jack Harlow that posted a picture of him <laughs> uh, in the club and then deleted it. And then they asked him like, you know, oh, was that Lou Will? He's like, yeah, that, you know, me and Lou Will, but you know. That was an old picture. I was just reminiscing. You know, I miss him. Uh, and I was yeah, like, we miss him. I miss him. I was like, bruh, you know, uh, that was just. Not great. That wasn't good, man. Even though he admitted to it and, you know, it really wasn't anything bad what he was doing. You know, you don't you don't catch people up like that, man. You know? Yeah. That's true. I mean, this is not trying to stay low, get his wings. He has his own signature wings. Just trying to get his wings to be out. Yeah. Yeah. Man, man, it's like, I mean, he's like an Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, staple. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, obviously, you're talking about he's one of the best six men of all time. That low key makes him an Atlanta legend. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he's got his own situation there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's his lifestyle. That's what he do. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it is, uh, you know, it is different. I mean, I don't know what the situation was in there that particular evening or how packed it was. But, I mean, in comparison to shit, I mean, some of the other wing joints around the, the, the city, I mean, I don't know if, you know, I mean, the grocery store might be more, more shoulder to shoulder than that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if they got shit taped off in there. I don't know if they got, I ain't been. You know what I'm saying? But they very well may have their own distancing situation up in there. So who knows? You know, hey, we got our own private shit over here. You know what I'm saying? You stay over here with your, you know, you know the young ladies over here with you. Nobody else can be, like, within six feet. I don't know how that works, but they might be yeah. taking precautions. Who knows? Yeah. Apparently, you know, it, everybody was wearing masks. I don't know if it's, I know the, the, uh, they have like curbside pickup for Magic City uh, restaurant. Oh shit! Really? Uh, yeah, for real. Yeah, they have curbside, so the the kitchen is fully open. But I don't know how the strip clubs really operating. But everybody was wearing masks, and um, yeah, I mean, that, it was at like seven o'clock. It was seven <laughs> o'clock in, at, at night. He was literally going there to get some food. See, okay. See, the thing is, the only only problem with that is because this whole time I've been trying to like you know. Be a, be a loose sympathizer, but the fact that they have curbside, it kind of throws a wrench into that a little bit because it kind of makes it like okay, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but he was trying to highlight the people, you know. If you got your own wing, he's a man of the people. Yeah, if you got your own wing, you ain't gonna just uh, let me just get that to the car. You're gonna be like, "What up, man? Let me highlight the let me highlight the cook," right. you know. Yeah, so you just, just out there touching people, you know. <laughs> Man, well, hey, you know, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, he had a rough day, you know what I'm saying. Obviously, I think he said he was uh, attending the funeral. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, circumstances, you know, he just he just wanted to, I guess, unwind. And, I mean, that's just where he ended up, you know what I mean? And I, I just, you know, 
I think, you know, some of the vitriol uh, just because he was photographed there. Who knows where a lot of these players have been? People have been, ex- been excused from the bubble. You know, y'all know what the hell they've been doing, but just because this man was photographed, you know, all of a sudden it's huge news. I, I just think, you know, at the end of the day, man, as long as you clean, as long as you ain't got the damn virus, I don't understand, you know, what people can really uh, can really say, um, you know, to, to really, you know, have, have an issue with them. Nobody, he is not uh, under any circumstances that I've heard has been, uh, you know, contracted anything. He is not tested positive, to my knowledge. Is is, is that uh, am I incorrect on that? No, you, you're correct. He, he hasn't tested. Uh, he hasn't been tested uh, positive. Um, I yeah. think he had. Of course, he had one when he came back, and everything was clear. Everything's clear. I mean, man, he might be taking care of himself. He might be taking you know herbs. He might be doing you know. Yeah. Take, Vitamin C, he might be just taking care of himself, you know. So I mean, hey, at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't see any any uh, any issue here. The Clippers are comfortably in the playoff race. I, I don't. They, they seem to be doing pretty fine tonight. Paul George is continuing to get buckets on these niggas right now. I, I, not a, he's clearly rise to the occasion. Kawhi was going off uh, in the second quarter. Um, yeah, man, and hell, they got six men for days. I mean, Reggie Jackson just pulled up. I'm like, damn, I forgot. Damn, they got Bluetooth. Shit, how many six men these niggas need? Yeah, they they got a whole team of six men. Um, and Pat Beverly is out there too. So, um, shout out Pat. Yeah. So, uh, I'm getting those wings from Magic City have made me think of a, a topic that we could talk about this week. Uh, us being, you know, at least living in Atlanta for quite a, a few years, you, you being born and raised here, and I, me being here for 15 plus years. You know, we we are a bit a little bit knowledgeable about the wing situation here. Uh, who has the best wings? In this is a tough one, um, man. So many are coming to mind. Um, you know, obviously we have the caveat. You know, what I'm saying obviously my my uh, you know my opinion is obviously uh, you know compromised with with the whole vegan shit. But yeah. at this point, you know, what I'm saying just just going back into my memory bank. You know, what I'm saying like man, the ones that are sticking out to me the most. Um, there is this place called uh, Rushta on Fulton Industrial. That that should be hitting. I can't flex. Um, there is obviously Wings One Hundred and One over there. Off Piedmont. Yeah, yeah that, Wings 101 is pretty good. We had that a few times. A few times. That that, that was my shit. Um, man, uh, obviously, fuck with Mojo's on the south side. Uh, Atlanta's best. Damn, I'm just, man. I, yeah, so Atlanta's best. <laughs> so many uh, Yeah. Uh, on the east side, there was, you know, uh, up in Stone Mountain. They do not there no more, but back about like 10, 12 years ago, you yeah. know, spot called the Shack, best wings in Atlanta. Wow! Uh, you know, it was it was just you know one best wings as you whatever you wanted. You he uh he had fresh chickens. Oh wow! And, yeah, <laughs> lemon pepper was like actual lemon and pepper. So it was like yeah, it was it was, it was you know that was a little uh. You know, sleeper, sleeper, sleeper place. Uh, you know, for you know older people. Uh, now, a lot of there's a lot of uh, chain restaurants. People tend to talk about the Jr. Crickets and the yeah, you know, and the um, American delis. True. I mean, that, that, that's, that's fine. I mean, that's decent, but you know, 
Nah, I would say uh, a good, you know, uh, a good spot for real, low key. Taco Mac got some good wings in the city. I have had theirs. Um, th- those they are pretty official. I, I, I can't yeah. lie. Um, I also got shout Not out the best, Ikles. but they're, they're they're pretty good. I got shout out Ickles too, man, because it's more of a seafood place, man. But goddamn it, I, 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 I'd be remiss if I did not, you know. Talk about those sweet and sassy wings they got over there. God damn, them them things was like straight crack back in you know my high school days. That's over there in the south. Uh, that's over there, kind of like in the swats over there. Okay, uh, over there like off uh, Cleveland Ave. But man, like you see, I, I guess you know I thought of I, I, I know I was told, but you know I, it still kind of blindsided me. So all these wing places just kind of flowing through my brain right now. I'm just like, damn, like what what is uh, shout, out, shout out to Dugans. Dugans got some has some good wings. Dugans. You're right about that. Yeah, it's it just, you know, uh, getting them, you know, especially if you go to the one off uh, off of what's the name? Wow, what's that? One in the city of Midtown. The one in Midtown. Skip it. Yeah. That that one is, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty active. And we gotta put we got we gotta add magic to the list now, right? Because I mean, it, oh, yeah, it, it's, it's become a national news now. Everybody knows uh, <laughs> yeah. all, the, all the beat reporters and stuff, and uh, are checking it out. It's like, oh, you know, uh, if he really getting caught up because of that, we have to see what the wings are. And yeah. like, wow. Now I will say, there's this other place called Crumpies that I haven't really tried yet but i know i've heard they're based out of memphis but they opened a location down here so i, I gotta just shout them out just because what was have told me like since these since they opened up like they just been like you know what i'm saying just going going stupid so hey shout out the shout out to them too you know what i'm saying anybody from memphis you know they probably already know about crumpies but yeah man apparently they pulled up in the city and uh they they uh they trying to make their uh, name as well so yeah man apparently it's, it's it's a lot of them a lot of them around here man but let me, and I, I would be remiss not to, to give a special shout out uh, to all the the hood Chinese spots. Yes, they <laughs> they they all have good wings. Consistent. They're consistent. They're consistent. You know, whatever you want, they they got they got the wings for you. Man. Ain't never lied, bro. I mean, it, it, you take me down memory lane, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I think uh, you know, obviously, Lou. You know what I'm saying? We. We we definitely feel like you know what I'm saying you had your uh you know the reasons for doing it how you did it man but you know I I think you know I think it's just a good exercise because it, it kind of gets us you know uh in, in the mindset of you know just thinking about you know all, all the other places we can shout out to so man so so hey end of the day it's a positive yeah definitely a positive you know and um hey magic is a, a magical place um. <laughs> At, at times, uh, so <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yeah, and now that's all I will say on that. So we talked about NBA, we talked about the wings. Uh, let's talk about this NFL. Ooh, it's a lot to talk about, man. Oh, before we talk about NFL, let's 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 uh wrap this NBA up real quick. Um, Michael Porter Jr. Oh yeah. Yes, so this man uh, basically got into a little bit of uh, I don't want to even say trouble, but I mean they were you know people were kind of getting on to him because of something he said. I guess it was an Instagram or or a snap or or, or some sort of uh, situation where he was answering I guess interview type questions. 
Um, and I guess the, the question was posed to him uh, kind of revolving around, uh, you know, the coronavirus. And he basically got into uh, some hot water here because uh, essentially he was uh, asked about, you know, what his thoughts were on coronavirus. And he's, uh, you know, basically saying that um, <laughs> he feels like, you know, this is, uh, you know, a situation where it's not all straight up. You know what I'm saying? He, he feels like, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, you know, the, the, the situation he doesn't think is, um, is, is hundred percent legit. So this was his quote. He says that personally, I think the coronavirus is being used obviously for a bigger agenda. <laughs> um, he says it's being used for population control in just terms of being able to control the masses of people. I mean, because of the whole, because of the virus, the whole world is being controlled. Um, so, you know, it kind of, um, you know, it, it, it kind of, uh, you know, ruffle some feathers. You know, he said you're required to wear a mask and who knows what will happen when this vaccine comes out. I mean, that was like one of the biggest things he said, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, I mean, that is a, a, a good question. You know, who knows what happens when this vaccine comes out? Because obviously there are a lot of, there are a lot of things uh, surrounding that, uh, you know, that vaccine. So, and, and you know, obviously the, the agenda that uh, exists to push it. Uh, so, you know, he caught a lot of flack on that. You know, people keep saying, you know, hey, he is, uh, they have to, you know, uh, do damage control on the Michael Porter Jr. conspiracy quotes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm just, um, I got to say, man, I did not see that coming from him. Um, I think a few weeks ago he had the whole, well, this is actually probably a couple months ago now with the George Floyd thing happened. You know, he was, you know, people kind of got onto him because he kind of was a little soft in his uh, approach with that. And, you know, I, I kind of agreed with, you know, people's take on that. I feel like it was a little, uh, you know, it, it wasn't something I necessarily agree with. But I feel like him saying this, it does kind of show a little bit of um, he does have his own mind. I would say that. Um, so that that's good to see. And I mean, I think, you know, when you see somebody this young, man, guys only 22, I kind of being able to kind of sit back and, 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 and peep this thing from the sidelines and kind of, you know, be honestly right about what he's talking about. I mean, I think that's pretty impressive, man. So, you know, shout out to, uh, shout out to that man and shout out to him, you know, being uh, bold enough to, to step up and say that. And, you know, shout out to the Denver coaches and shit for not really giving a fuck. Like, okay, yeah, we all got them, you know, we ain't about to, you know, put a muzzle on them. We ain't about to, you know, say, Hey, you can't say shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. So shout out to Denver for not really, you know what I'm saying? Trying to police uh, free speech. Um, I think that's a, that's a cool, that's a good look for them. Um, but yeah, bro, I, I, I did not see that shit coming from, uh, you know, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, of, of, of all sources. So, you know, shout out to that. All right. Um, yeah, shout out to him. You know, shout out to Free Thought. Uh, so, yeah, moving to, uh, and that's a good point, especially with, with the next topic, uh, Free Thought with the NFL. So, with with the coronavirus out there, a few players are opting out this season, which is kind of strange. Uh, you know, especially with football, they they usually don't get that option, and it's a big gamble to just sit out a season. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Um, it's a lot of money to miss out on, also, um, and it just kind of shows, man. You know where we are today. Um, you know, the fact that we're getting to this point where people are, you know, having to make these tough decisions and it, you hate it. You hate to see it because you, you, the onus is being placed on the players because 
you know, the league is basically saying, hey, we're moving forward. If you do not want to participate, you do not have to. But you also would not receive any compensation. So that, that is a tough position to put somebody in. Now, if you're established enough and you, you know, put your money aside or what have you, you might be, you know, in a better position in order to do that. But a lot of players aren't. And, you know, there are, you know, obviously there are a lot of players that we don't give them. We, we can play no matter what. But, you know, it's, it, it is an interesting uh, exercise. You know, we're seeing it in baseball, too. Uh, and obviously we saw it in basketball with the bubble. Uh, you know, players, you know, electing to not attend or not try to, you know, go forward with it. Um, and like, it makes you wonder, like, how much more we're going to see if, if, you know, players continue to push. Now, I mean, I, I don't I don't know um, what everybody's reasoning is. Right. But um, I know one of the um, one of the most recent ones I saw was I think it was Damian Williams running back from Kansas City. Uh, him him just saying, you know, hey, I'm, I'm you know, he's just basically not not going to be uh, pulling up to the, you know, to the, to the camp or whatever. I think that's just man. It just kind of shows you like what the, like what kind of trickle down effect this is going to have in terms of like depth charts. You know, next man up. You know, what I'm saying how many players are going to like be out because of that shit. You know, we've even been seeing in baseball like, oh shit. Uh, well, the catcher is supposed to be here today, but they they tested positive, so they it's just like such a weird thing to be out for. So it's just like now somebody else got to play. Um, so yeah, bro, I, I don't know, man. How, how you feeling about this, man? This is uh, it, it can uh, it can definitely uh, change change the landscape here uh, of the season potentially, depending on who these uh, players uh, who end up dropping out end up being. So what, yeah, how true. you feel, bro? Um, I think it's interesting. Uh, I think, uh, we were talking a few, few episodes ago, how if the NBA had, um, stuck together, how they could make changes. Now the NFL, because this, uh, season probably is going to be a wash. If they can stick together and, and have a common ground on, on what they should do. It could pops possibly be uh, better uh, better than if the the NBA had uh, stood out for the season. It's like, hey, we're not going to play, you know, multiple of us, and there's more people in the NFL. So, and more people, you know, like say for instance, like Julio decides to opt out. That's going to be a big thing. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. Like if Julio or Aaron Donald. Decided to the opt out, change the whole team. It will change the whole team. So <laughs> it's like they can do those calculated uh, opt outs. I mean, of course, I know Mark uh, Marquis Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big one for uh, Dow. Who he play for now? Eagles. Yeah, he played. Yeah, up there in Philly now. Yeah, so um, that that was a big one. But he, of course, I understand his reasoning. You know, with you know he. Um, with his daughter and stuff, he yeah. just didn't want, he just wanted a chance that you know too many bad things happening in his life for him to chance it. So, right, you gotta make that decision. You know what I'm saying? And, and everybody, you know, I think a lot of times we look at these things in a blanket standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Everything is like looked at in a vacuum. But I mean, everybody has different scenarios. Everybody got different situations. So you know, you got a kid who might be a rookie in the NFL coming out 21 years old. You know what I'm saying? Single, no kids, no, you know what I'm saying? Just like, hey, I'm just trying to make it in the NFL, you know what I'm saying? Versus maybe a veteran, about 30, you know what I'm saying? You know, maybe married, maybe got a few kids, got a whole family situation, you know what I mean? Like, he he going to have to move, you know, differently than, you know, the, the, another guy might have to move, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a lot of a lot of variables and a lot of moving parts for a lot of these situations. So, um, I think it's, uh, it, it's going to be um, – 
it, it definitely is going to be interesting uh, as we move forward to see how these uh, how these players end up making these decisions because I mean they, they are tough decisions to make uh, to be quite honest because your money is important. Um, but I mean at the end of the day, man, I mean you know you can't really fault somebody for trying to be safe. You know what I mean? So I mean no no, no matter how much um, you know you might feel you know they might they'll probably be okay or or what the situation might be with the virus as a whole. You know you you can't you, you can't uh, at the end of the day fault anybody. Uh, for trying to uh, be safe and trying to be careful because people have underlying conditions that might not necessarily be disclosed to the public. Obviously, HIPAA is, is a big, big part of that. Uh, you don't want to, everybody don't need to know everything about everybody, even though we want to know every single injury and every single goddamn ailment that, that affects these players for some damn reason. And it kind of gets a little nauseating, to be honest, um, about everything. You know, like, oh man, how's this? How's this? You know, just we got to know every damn thing about this. Like, why, why is it that fucking deep? But, um, that's that's besides the point. But but yeah, man, I think, you know, people have, you know, underlying conditions. People might have a relative or somebody living in their house that has a condition that might leave them a little bit more vulnerable to somebody else. You know, so I mean, it's a lot, a lot that goes into that, man. So, I mean, hey, man, you know, it, it's going to be uh, we, we're going we're gonna to check this out, man, how, how, how it moves forward, uh, you know, particularly with the NFL, man, because they ain't going to be to have no bubble. <laughs> like, they're, like, they're not. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, college football is gonna be uh, is gonna be weird. We saw the, uh, the news with SEC today, so that's that's gonna be interesting. Um, damn, how, how do, you, do you think football is gonna happen? Now, that's my big question. Uh, I don't think so. Like, honestly, I don't think so. Um, because it's just like like we just said, you can't bubble the NFL. First of all, you know it's fifty people on on each team. Yeah. Thirty-two teams. True. Do the math. Like how can and you got to think about the staff as well, referees. Uh, you know, um, the media. Yeah, forgot about the media. Um, that is that is a lot of uh, a lot of bodies to account for, um, and I mean you've kind of. Um, I know you kind of piqued the interest uh, of me right now because now I'm just I'm just interested to see 53 man rosters, 32 teams. You talking about 1,696 players? Um, and that's just active roster. You know, we you know people have um, you know what I'm practice squad guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's a lot of other bodies. You know, training staff. Uh, you know, all that. Um, man, like these 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 uh, organizations are deep. So, yeah, bro, I don't know. You might be on to something with that. Um, you know, obviously, we saw the SEC come out basically saying they're going to have 10-game schedules, and that it's only going to be in-conference. They ain't doing no out-of-conference games. I just don't know how uh, realistic that's going to be because um, I don't know what's going on with colleges per se, like what's going to be going on on campuses. Are people going to be having – in 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 person classes and shit like is that how the, the college football season like I mean I can't even imagine yeah, most schools are uh, doing virtual uh, like all virtual right and I know a lot of schools have canceled their homecomings so yeah, yeah um, wow yeah I mean I'm just you know from a, from that standpoint thinking about the SEC obviously you know it's the best conference in, in college football and everything like that and obviously that's where the best ball tends to be played but it just kind of makes you um, wonder like how you know I, it, there's a lot of money involved obviously as well mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
but I just I don't I don't know, man. I don't know if this shit's gonna be able to really um really go well. I mean, baseball's already getting they they scarce. You know what I'm saying? The Marlins and shit. Like, oh, if you play the Marlins, you you can't play it. Ain't like, so you know, it's it's it's, it's tough, dog. It's tough trying to move out here uh, for these commissioners, man. They're gonna have some decisions to make, man. Obviously, you know, the bubble idea seems to work. Um, you know. I just don't know how a non-bubble situation will work. It seems to be working in these other countries, whatever. But I mean, I don't know. You know, the the, the, the this country in particular uh, tends to have its news cycle uh, politicized a lot more than the other ones. You know, the other countries around the world seem to be more focused on you know trying to minimize uh, you know the virus and trying to uh, essentially uh, move on past it. Whereas you know our country seems to be a little bit. On, on, on a different trajectory and, and, and it seems to be politicized and trying to, you know, galvanize all of the hysteria uh, as, as, as much as possible. So it kind of it kind of puts everything on kind of this rocky playing field as you don't know what the fuck's going to happen next because these motherfuckers are, are liable to, you know, literally report whatever the fuck they want to report. And, and, and obviously anything could fucking change after that. So, I mean, it, it, and, and this country, you know, basically runs off of popular opinion and group thing. Um, so, you know, we, we really are going to have some, uh, some very interesting, uh, very interesting exercises, uh, you know, in the days ahead, months ahead, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, the weird thing about this country is that because we, have operated the way that we operated uh, so far, we can't go nowhere. The only place we can go for real is Mexico. <laughs> they, and they are out there dotting it up in Mexico right now. You know, a lot of folks out there in Mexico. We can't even go to Canada. Canada yeah. closes borders to us. I mean, you know, I, I don't... I don't really, I, I get it, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we basically have a situation in America where, you know, people are being tested like crazy, uh, you know, way, way more than any other country is being tested. So, you know, all these cases and cases and cases are being, you know, uh, reported, you know, and, and they report, you know, obviously they detect such a small amount of the virus itself in a, in a particular uh, person. Um, and, you know, obviously it gets sensationalized each time. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, it just kind of, you know, goes to the point of, you know, the political, how, how politicized this whole thing has gotten. Um, and, and it, it, you know, it kind of makes it, you know, America look like the boogeyman of the coronavirus when, you know, in actuality, you know, you look at the death rates and, you know, it, it is, um, you know, obviously we can go on a tangent, uh, but I mean, I think it's, um, at the end of the day, you know, it's going to be incumbent upon these leagues to make the best decisions that they can make, you know, for, you know, these teams and, the, and these players, because I mean, shit, I, I don't, I don't know how, um, you know, how this is going to uh, be able to be played out, um, you know, without any sort of uh, bubble situation, you know, as far as, you know, the, the, the media and the public uh, are going to be concerned because anything comes out, oh man, this person is positive, this person is positive, it doesn't matter if they're feeling fine or not, you know, shit could get shut down, you know what I'm saying? So, so who knows, dog? Like, I mean, this could be a, this could be a very uh, interesting few months, man, uh, especially as we lead up to November. Yeah, definitely. Um, I always find it funny on how, how, uh, in crisis we are during the um, election year. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that could be a real reason why everything is politicized, even though, uh, you know, uh, 
prayers out to my homeboy. You know, talk to him. He, you know, he he got it. Not doing too well. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, he got shout, it. Shout to him, man. Yeah. Uh, so prayers out. It, very real. You say it. He, you know, could barely breathe. So just hopefully, he, he's able to beat it. But like, hey. A lot of this is is fluff, but you know, when it it does hit you, you know, you, you just got to be ready, man. Like, take it, take your your herbs, you know, stay healthy, work out, mm-hmm. you know, drink your water, like all that. Like, you know, it's not beating people who who are have you know good immune systems, right. Gotta uh, gotta shake that stuff off. I mean, yeah, you said it best. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, anything else going on with the the uh, the NBA? I mean, the NFL. Well, I mean, they had the. I mean, I, I did find it interesting. You know, a little bit here that they had. The, I guess they concluded the top one hundred, right? So I hadn't really been paying that much attention to it. I didn't even realize it was going on here. I ain't really been watching a lot of. Uh, a lot of that sort of coverage lately, but I thought it was interesting that uh, Mahomes came in at number four and, and Lamar came in at number one. <laughs> that was, uh, oh, wow. you know, I mean, it just kind of shows you, you know, what the players think. Um, so, I mean, I think just to look at this top 10 right here, hang on. So the 10 that I see here is the top 10. We got, oh, damn, Julio at number 11, Drew Brees at number 12. That's great. Okay. So, Derrick Henry is at number 10, which I, okay. I get. He's, he's a fucking must. Um, and if, if, if it was ever a situation where the players were voting on some shit, I guarantee the niggas that have had to da- tackle Derrick Henry are the reason that his ass is in the top 10 in the, in the whole NFL. Um, so they, they, they definitely have some say in that. Like, in a way, in the fuck, we, we want to tackle anybody less than we want to tackle Derrick Henry. Um, <laughs> number nine, we got Stephon Gilmore, you know, Cornerback for the Patriots. He was locking everybody down this year. That that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, number eight, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, okay, I, I can see that. Um, Arizona Cardinal, DeAndre Hopkins. That sounds weird. Um, what the fuck was they thinking trading him? That, that was that was such a dumbass trade. So dumb. Um, wow. Um, number seven, George Kittle. That is that is that is higher than I expected. All right, so uh, let's let's get to it, man. What do you think of George Kittle? George Kittle is a very, very good tight end. I do think he's one of the best. Um, I guess I just didn't Who's expect better, him. Or, um, uh, oh, buddy, oh, it's escaping me. Uh, Kelsey, right? That's that's what I yeah, expected. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Who's better? I, I mean, I, I would probably lean Kelsey. I mean, and even though I think Kittle is 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 very good, I think he's you know pretty comfortably a top five tight end in the NFL. I mean, I, I didn't have him as the number one tight end, but. I mean, apparently the, the players voted. Uh, so, I mean, maybe he's just doing a lot more out there, you know, than I, than I might see. But then again, he's playing with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know what I'm saying, whereas Travis Kelsey is out here, you know, with, you know, arguably the best quarterback in the game. So, I mean, that that does does change things, I guess, in, in a sense. But, yeah, man, I, I did not see that shit coming. Uh, George Kittle, number seven, I, I guess, shout out to you. Um, wow. So, number six, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, I, I can see that. Um, he definitely loses. I mean, when, whenever you're like a great uh, running back, 
you know, people give you respect, but let you be a great uh, running back in your white. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> Like that, that that was gonna be a uh, so he, he'll be on the cover of Madden uh, in short order. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was it uh, uh, damn Peyton Hillis? That, that's who it was. Uh, uh, he had that one season. Did he get a thousand yards? Mm, close. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, we got a right running back on our hand. This motherfucker, we got to put. He has to be the poster boy at the NFL. Let's put this motherfucker on the cover of Madden. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like Peyton Hillis? That was some. That was that was that was some unexpected shit. This nigga was the fullback at Arkansas when they had Darren McFadden and Felix Jones out there running around. I'm like, oh, see, so this this nigga is, is the face of the league. Oh shit, wow. Um, but yeah, that 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 lasted for a season. Um, but hey, you know, Christian McCaffrey does not. Uh, he's not Peyton Hillis. Uh, he is legitimately one of the best running backs in the NFL. So I, I don't have a problem with that at all. Um. Let's see. So, number five, Michael Thomas. He is ranked as the number one receiver in the NFL, according to this list. How, how are you feeling about that? Uh, with uh, your your uh, you know the, the Saints fandom uh, that, that that you uh, that you have. Um, Michael Thomas is a good. Uh, I mean, it makes more sense the more and more I, I learn about him, especially with him being Keyshawn Johnson's nephew. True. Um, I mean, just explains so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, it uh, he's just he's, very outspoken. Yeah, I feel like he he talks he he talks his rank down. Like if he was just <laughs> quiet, if he was like Kamara, yeah, then you know people would actually you know respect that number one. But he talks all this mess and then be wrong. When when uh, the time comes to show up, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I feel you. Um, I think he's. Uh, I mean, I as, as watching him play against my team for for a few years now, uh, he is just somebody who's just always ends up open, always ends up moving the chains, always ends up you know at the look at the end of the game, this nigga has 10, 11 catches. It's just, it's just it is what it is. Um, so, I mean, I can't really fault him for that. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, if you have him in a PPR league, you're probably pre- pleased with him uh, every season. So, you know, I think he's uh, I think he's definitely uh, a top receiver in NFL. I would not personally put him as the number one receiver in NFL. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Antonio Brown is probably no longer uh, a part of this situation. Um, Julio is, you know, being held back by a team that is uh, – for whatever reason, you know, probably a line of scrimmage play on both sides of the football, stuck in mediocrity. So I can kind of see, you know, probably why, you know, they would elevate, you know, a guy ahead of him, um, you know, and Michael Thomas, you know, because people, you know, you're looking at who's winning, you're looking at what teams are doing well, and those are the ones that resonate in your mind. And you're thinking about, oh, who's good? Who's doing good right now? You're thinking about the good teams. You're not really thinking about the teams who, you know, are not able to really uh, effectively protect the quarterback on a consistent basis or rush the passer on a consistent basis, which kind of leaves uh, second levels of both offense and the defense out to dry in a lot of situations. And, and a lot of, um, you know, uh, mediocre seasons happen as a result. So, you know, and, until, you know, that happens, you know, uh, the Julio Joneses of the world probably won't be recognized as they should. Um, and, and, and that is probably where I'll probably leave that. Now, 
Number four, obviously, we said Patrick Mahomes. Number three, Aaron Donald. Yeah, I guess, you know, that he still, you know, got his, his, his top spot. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, top defense player on the list. Number two, Russell Wilson. Okay. Russell Wilson is like the black Drew Brees. He's literally the black Drew Brees. I'm glad you said that. That, that, that is the perfect analogy. <laughs> That's what it is. He's the black Drew Brees. Short. Um, he's more athletic because he's younger. Yeah, that's how Drew Brees was looking uh, when he first got to uh, to New Orleans. True. Uh, yeah. But yeah, why Drew Brees? Russell Wilson is is he's very good, and if they ever give him, you know, effective offensive line and you know actual weapons to work with, who knows what might happen? But they're paying in the big bucks to elevate everybody else, so yeah. that that tends to be how the NFL goes. You know, when the quarterback gets all that money, they tend to not be able to have much weapons outside of that, so they're going to have to be able to elevate. Uh, other players uh, in order to, to do so. Um, and obviously, number one, man, we got Lamar. So, I mean, that that was that was a shot, man. I didn't expect to see Lamar number one in the second year, number one player in the NFL, uh, according to uh, folks by his fellow uh, Patriot, uh, uh, sorry, fellow players. That is a pretty, uh, pretty impressive feat. I don't think nobody's ever done that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think nobody ever done that either. I really feel like Lamar. Uh, was able to um, play his game. <clears throat> like, that was like the first uh, player I've seen that has a style and then the coach is like, all right, so let me like really focus and try to tailor our offense. Because, yeah. you know, Baltimore offense changed completely uh, since, you know, they made him the starting quarterback. Right. Like and it worked. I mean, of course, it got exposed uh, in the the later uh, the late in the playoffs. But sure, the more you know, the more they they work together. I feel like you know he he'll have a, a legit chance to get a ring. You know, yeah, I I tend to agree with that. Um, He's still lobbying for the Ravens to sign Antonio Brown. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, no. but, uh, but he does have another uh, wide receiver named Brown, who I think is going to be pretty good. Uh, you know, Marquise out here. Um, you know, yeah, Hollywood out here taking top off the defense. I think you know they they're on the right track. Um, and I feel like this this season, this past off season, really, you saw them kind of make an effort to kind of build the offense around him. His rookie year, it was, it was still that Joe Flacco offense, and we just going to try to throw a wrinkle in here or two after, you know, Lamar took over. But this was the first year where it was like, okay, we're building this whole offense around Lamar. Let's see what we can do. And that shit worked. Yeah, it did. Um, so we really will have to see on that one. Really will have to see. Uh, now, I wanted to talk about baseball because I think that baseball is not going to last a full season. Because hey, everybody's still mad at the Astros. <laughs> I forgot about that. How, how did I forget about that shit? <laughs> still mad at the Astros, so they they they're out here, you know, beaming Astro players. Uh, shout out to the Dodgers. I forgot old uh, old dude name. Yeah, he definitely beam beamed up some Astros. Um, and you know uh, what. Well, this this uh this virus out. It seems like baseball players are are like becoming susceptible to that. 
Yeah, um, you know, apparently they, they say uh, Florida was a hot spot, right, for the virus. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, it, it's kind of bearing out in these, you know, these these tests that have been, um, you know, put out there. Oddly enough, though, I mean, the you know the, the bubble is in Florida, obviously northern Florida, but you know that that's besides the point. But yeah, man, down there, those Miami Marlins, man, they uh, they tend to be they, they seem to be uh, kind of catching it, uh, you know, a lot uh, at a lot higher rate down there, according to these reports. Uh, than other teams so i mean it's just it's gonna be kind of uh, crazy to think about because you know obviously you know obviously in atlanta you know what i'm saying i'm thinking okay the braves in this division so we usually play these motherfuckers all the time um that's uh that, that's weird uh so i mean it, we've seen uh teams that played them recently basically they're telling them you know your game's postponed too just because you just played the marlins my nigga so we, we can't even trust you out so that kind of can have a triple trickle down effect. And you talk about baseball, I don't know what how they uh, structured their season, but typically it's 162 games. I doubt they were trying to do that this year. I'm sure they probably scaled it down a bit. Um, but I mean, I don't know how the fuck they're gonna last that damn long, bro. Like that's a baseball seasons are longest, but these niggas play like every day. And like you have off day in baseball, it's kind of like a work week. Like you might have two off days a week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like it, 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 other than that, you probably playing about five games, you know, out of out of, out of a seven day week. So, I mean, that that's going to be kind of weird. Um, you know, what I'm saying, trying to see how they're going to uh, try to get that done because, man, that's a, that's a lot of baseball to be played. Even though it's probably the most distanced uh, out of the sports as far as you know physical contact. You know, it, it still is just, um, yeah, I, I don't know how uh, effective it's going to be. I mean, I, I would, I would hope that it would be fine, but I mean, because I'm not trying to, I'm not rooting for no league to like go under, you know what I'm saying, at a time like this. But you know, at the end of the day, man, I, shit, I, I, I don't know what to expect here, man. This is, uh, <laughs> this, this is gonna be uh, crazy. I doubt they let the whole season get shut down because I mean, it is obviously, as we said, so much money on the line. But, um, but yeah, bro, they're gonna have some decisions to make down there, man. Yeah, what, what, what you think about what's going down in, uh, in Florida? Yeah, man. Um... I I just don't know. I, you can't just it's like with with the Marlins, you can't just take out a team. It's gonna mess up the whole the whole thing of everything. Like it's like all right, so you can't go to Miami. Uh, Marlins are disqualified from the season. Like you can't just disqualify a team. Yeah. So it's gonna be like this is just all brand news. Like. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Like, nobody's going to – the only thing that successfully is, is working is uh, is uh, the NBA. Um, you know, MLS, they were able to have their little tournament, uh, but also they had to kick out some teams uh, due to the fact that they had a high volume of people testing positive. So um, – yeah, nobody can do, you know, nobody can do a bubble, you know, uh, especially like baseball and, and football. It's like, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, not, it's, it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, you might be right. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, I mean, if it does happen that way where, you know, these leaks have to shut down for a year. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it'll necessarily be the end of the world. I mean, hell, we did make it this far without it, but it shit does feel, you know, a little bit liberating to know that, oh shit, it's a game on today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I, I don't know what that's worth, you know, in the grand scheme of everything. You know, obviously, you know, they're varying opinions as to 
uh, the severity of everything that's going on and how it affects certain people. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there, there is a, a grand scheme to think about. And shit, I, I just don't know, um, you know, from a, obviously we're talking about a politicized situation. I don't know if it will be, um, I don't know if any of these leagues will be able to kind of push through a shitload of positive tests. Like if, if it kind of gets out of hand, I don't know if they're going to be able to just be like, nah, fuck it, we still playing. And then everybody, everything's going to be okay. You know, obviously the media and everything's going to probably try to step in there. Uh, and, 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 and definitely, uh, you know, uh, you know, make some, uh, you know, make some uh, situations uncomfortable for a lot of these decision makers. So I, I don't know, bro, uh, this is, <laughs> this is uncharted territory, obviously. Um, but you know, baseball seems to be in trouble. Uh, football seems to be in trouble. Basketball seems to be fine. Um, I, I don't know what, uh, what's, what's about to happen. Yeah, man. Uh, oh yeah. Hockey too. Is hockey happening? Oh, yeah. Hockey I, I, back? yeah, apparently hockey is, is, I'm not, I'm not that well versed on what's going on on that front. No, but I, I, I have seen uh, blurbs about uh, the NHL, uh, you know, and then they're, they're trying to, you know, roll this thing out in their own, you know, uh, 2020 type of way. It seems like everybody's having to do that, whether it's leagues or restaurants or, or whatever it is, grocery stores. Everybody's having to do things differently. So, I mean, yeah, dog, I, I, I it's going to be a week by week thing. We're just going to be continuing to monitor this uh, as, as we go along because I don't, I don't know if we got any other choice to be quite honest. That's true. Uh, watching this uh, basketball game, uh, I feel like. Uh, the NBA owe me some money. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> I definitely called this virtual uh, crowd thing last week. Last week's episode, if you have not listened to it, uh, please go back and do so. Uh, you know, I think it was a pretty good one. Um, you know, uh, my co-host basically alluded to the fact that they were going to be uh, doing this virtual, uh, you know, fan situation. And, I mean, he had that shit right on the money because, sure enough, here we are tonight, and these motherfuckers virtual than the motherfuckers. <laughs> you see, you see a whole arena full of of, of, of Zoom uh, Zoom calls. Man, they do that shit. That is crazy. That shit is crazy. Got one mean, side for the Lakers, one side for the Clippers. Lakers coming them. back. You know, Lakers uh, got this this fourth quarter lot. Like, yeah. You know, I'm showing the score right now is 96-90. Uh, the Lakers yeah. are up. Um, yeah, man, it's been a pretty good one. Uh, you know, obviously Anthony Davis is just you know yeah. wreaking havoc down He's, low on on. That's uh, the now. You know, I think um, I remember um, you know we were talking about I don't know what they what they call themselves so Big Three the Heatles whatever you want to call them but back in those early 2010 days up in Miami, you saw that first championship they won. It was still D Wade's team. You know what I mean? Like D Wade kind of took them to the promised land. Right. And then like, but you saw like Dwayne kind of say like, "Shit, I need to like LeBron. This is you need this 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 need to be your shit, right?" And you saw that second championship. That's when you know the headband came off, and you know like LeBron kind of had to really you know take it to another level. And then obviously in that uh, you know in that uh, clinching game, you know he really uh, you know did his thing there. You know hitting those clutch shots down the stretch. That was literally like the first time I just seen like, wow, LeBron just. Won a championship. Like he, he literally was clutch as fucking won a championship. Like that was the first time we really saw it. Was that first one? You know, we, yeah, he did his thing, but you know, it was it was more so. You know, like okay, you know, it's just too much heat, it's too much weight, too much Bosch, too much run all at once. Versus you know him kind of taking that shit on his back. Um, in that game seven, um, 
you know, that uh, that on that when they went back to back. Uh, obviously, game six is the one that gets talked about the most when Ray Allen hit the shot. But that game seven isn't talked about enough uh, when he kind of, you know, was was met with additional adversity in that game seven. And he kind of just brought it home. So um, mm-hmm. we might be seeing that from Anthony Davis here. LeBron kind of trying to do that same torch path that Dwayne did to him. Uh, maybe he's trying to do that to Anthony right now because my nigga is like really just kind of going off on these things. And that's kind of been the question I had about um, these playoffs. Because when we talk about the Clippers, a team I really like, I, I like how they're built for the most part, top to bottom. But the one place where they really, uh, they might be a little bit vulnerable at uh, is down the middle, man, at the center spot, man. You know, Zubac is okay, but I don't know how comfortable I am with him uh, as 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 being my uh, a guy down low who could contend with the likes of, of an Anthony Davis. Um, you know, obviously they're going to have the guys like Mark, Marcus Morris and Patrick Patterson trying to help out, but I just don't know if they can handle a guy like that in a seven game series if he's if he's doing the things that he needs to do. And if he's playing with LeBron James, I think he's going to have that right mindset, um, you know, to go Joe ahead King. and attack. They have Joe Keen. They have Joe Keen. Um, I, apparently, uh, Tom Thibodeau has has a job now. We haven't talked about that either. But yeah. Speaking of the old of the old twenty ten Bulls, um, <laughs> but. Uh, they have Joe Kim. Uh, they have obviously Zubach, and I guess Montrez Harold uh, is Harold is, is in the bubble chat. I haven't seen him. Um, I think he is, but he's obviously not you know much of a defender. He's more of an offensive guy. So I don't really know who they have who can really handle Anthony Davis. And if Anthony Davis has that right mindset. He's liable to you know fuck some shit up. My thing about the Lakers though, I just, I'm very concerned about their depth. It's, it's, it's kind of scary because if, if it's not LeBron, if it's not Anthony Davis, I just don't know what else they're getting. Uh, I feel like that Rondo injury is, is, is a very low-key blow because they don't really have anybody to run that second unit. Uh, that's what Rondo was doing. You know I mean, he was that, he was that uh, point guard that came in um, you know, and, and was able to kind of facilitate things. And you know, They have Caruso, Waiters, JR, but none of those guys are really just like pure distributors of the basketball, basically. Um, guys who I know are going to just kind of just run this second unit and just have everything cohesive, you know. So I mean, I don't know how long Rondo was out. I think it was a finger or some shit, right? That that, that, that he fucked up. Um, I think missing Avery Bradley is going to hurt too. I think he was he was very good for them. Uh, you know, kind of that three and D uh, combo guard who can play off LeBron and you know a, a bigger wing initiator. Uh, so I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I think this is if this is a seven game series. I really. I would really struggle with picking it. Mm, yeah, I mean, it will definitely go down to the wire, especially with both of these teams. It's like I like the Clippers team better. I like their overall depth better, but I just don't know if they have that, you know, that fuck it, you know, at, 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 at when we talk about down low, you know what I'm saying? Like I kind of trust, you know, I kind of trust AD and, and LeBron and, and, and honestly, to be quite honest, Dwight, uh, Javel, I kind of trust those guys, you know, to be kind of a little bit more physical in the playoffs down the stretch than I trust a Zubac, you know what I'm saying? And I trust a Joakim or, you know, I mean, obviously as, as much as I fuck with Harold, you know, on the defensive side, you know, that, that isn't not his, his forte. So I, I don't know, bro. I don't know what to expect in that series, but obviously, you know, we made our picks last week. Uh, I'm gonna try not. To, I'm trying to change my shit. I know you picked the Clips. I picked the Lakers. So I think we're just gonna have to roll with that and see, and see how this shit goes. See how it goes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm gonna stand by. I'm gonna stand by my pick, man. But I, I'm definitely worried about that bench. I can't even play. 
Yeah, that's 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 a fact. Um, yeah, man. So, lastly, I wanted to uh, do briefly on this uh, versus battle. Uh, you know, uh, two chains uh, versus uh, Rick Ross, Rose. What right. you think about that? I um, yeah, I think that is. Uh, a lot more interesting than people think it is. I think people hear that and they, I think people just, for some reason or another, they kind of just think, uh, you know, Titty Boy, you know, is kind of like, he's like synonymous with like joke. Like, like oh, well, <laughs> there's no way. But like, I think people like do that shit just because my man makes, you know, jokes in his rhymes, you know what I'm saying? Just because his punchlines, like, he actually has a sense of humor. He was just like, all of a sudden, they just act like he just is a is terrible, you know what I mean? Like, and they just, you know, I, I don't really get it. Um, but like in a situation like this, when you talk about hits, I mean, I think that is a, a that's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting battle. I think a lot more interesting than a lot of these uh, mainstream ass motherfuckers think, uh, just because I don't think they really have been doing their homework uh, on Taylor Boy and what, how he really was just like on fire. <laughs> um, you know, for a point in time, um, and obviously that he's kind of probably been in the game a lot longer than people think. Right. You know, from player circle and, you know, yes. everything with that. Um, I guarantee it's it, some uneducated people who gonna be who would be thrown off in that uh, versus battle when he dropped, you know, duffel bag. I, I feel like people right. are going to be like, like I, I feel like it's a contingent of motherfuckers who are going to be like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, oh, motherfuckers. He was on that little Wayne song. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, oh, that, that was Wayne shit. You know, <laughs> like, like, like who, who, who are these niggas? You know what I'm saying? They didn't know play circle one. Uh, I remember they shot that video, man, down there off Old Net, man. That was, you know, obviously that's my that's my area over there, man. I think it's 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 crazy, man. Um, you know, just thinking back, you know, what I'm saying Banneker, all that kind of shit, dog. Like it's oh, it's. Man. It's, you know, people just people sleep. They just don't really know nothing about that, man. They don't really know the history. So, man, I think that'd be uh, obviously, you know, Rick. Rick is kind of moved into that same neighborhood, you know, over there at Holyfield House. Um, you know, what I mean, like they they literally right down the street. So, uh, yeah, bro. I think. Uh, I mean, now I can't. I'm not sleeping on Rick, obviously. No. Uh, you know, his production is on point. You know, he's gonna bring. He's gonna bring it. You know, he's just he was very consistent. He's on a lot of shit. Um, yeah. A lot of features. A lot of features. And, um, yeah. the, the Devils in a new dress, probably, uh, probably his best verse. I will say that is probably his best verse. That that album, you know, probably had a lot of people's best verse. That nigga was just, you know, say what you want about the motherfucker, but that 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 particular album, that nigga was, was in the, the best. Back. Yeah, he brought the best out of everybody. <laughs> they made a movie about the shit. Was it the, the Runaway movie? That shit was. Yeah. That shit was kind of hard. I can't even. I can't even flex. Was that Push um, best verse on Runaway? Push damn Push. Probably one of his best verse. I won't one say of his best verses. Um, I don't know if I can say. Yeah, I don't know if I can say best because I mean, some Daytona just had some bars that were just out of hand. Yeah. Um, that Exodus. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. That was that was that was pretty legit. Um, I, I don't think, uh, but I mean, obviously, an elite verse right there. Um, obviously, we had the Nikki verse that was one of the, one of her biggest ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That that was the album right there, bro. I can't even can't even lie, man. Shit, that was. Uh, I think that's probably my favorite one by him. Yeah, it was definitely a top one, um, and definitely, like I said, that was Rick, Rick Ross' best verse. Like, pretty, pretty, 
Like, you know, that's an automatic win when he plays that joint because he will play it. He's going to play it. <laughs> he made a whole video off of that verse. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so, uh, I think you're right, man. I think he brings out – he tends to bring out the best. I mean, because I can't even flex. Like, he brought out the best in Tinder Boy a few times too, man. Because, yeah. I mean – Oh, that mercy. Bro, yeah. what the <laughs> – Got to play. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, people want to hate on the shit because he got played, or, you know, everywhere. But sitting here acting like that verse went hard as fuck is just it's just disingenuous. You know what I mean? Like let's like let's let's be let's be objective. Let's literally evaluate the boss for what they were. You know what I mean? And then like not to mention not just that, and he, he pulled up also and, and, and other songs on that uh, on that good album. You know what I'm saying? I think it was uh what was the name of that track? It was, it was like in the morning. He had a couple oh, yeah. a couple. He was he was on. You know what I mean? So they, they just he just tends to they tend to work well together with, for whatever reason. Um, obviously, that might be past tense at this point, but still, you know, we can always look back at those things and, and with nostalgia and appreciate them for what they were. That's facts, you know. That is facts. Um, anything else on the docket, my friend? Man, you know, nothing much else, man. We just want to you know encourage y'all to just you know obviously continue to stay healthy, continue to you know. Try to, uh, you know, uh, supply yourself the best you can when it comes to nu- nutrition. Oh, do, you have uh, a, uh, do you have a herb for the people this week? You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of uh, impromptu right now. I did not have an herb, but I can have an herb in like one second. There's one um, that uh, is really uh, kind of, I guess, getting a little bit of attention uh, around, uh, I guess, around uh, the people that I've been communicating with lately uh, just for uh, a few reasons, but uh, this particular one is called Arnica. Now, this one is it is a pain-focused uh, herb, and one of the ways, one of the main ways you see this one used is uh, as uh, you know, the, the people can kind of make a, a, a oil out of it. And essentially, what it is is you can it, it's for external use only. So you you make an oil out of it. You can combine it with whatever. Say if you have, um, you know, maybe you might have some. Uh, you know, you might have a little lavender you want to mix it with. You might want to mix it with some castor oil or something like that. Maybe some coconut if you want to uh, kind of uh, you know nourish your skin a little bit more. I've seen people use it in olive oil, uh, extra virgin, um, you know, because that tends to be a little less harsh on the skin. But forward, but uh, just to kind of get back to it, arnica is a um, is an herb that you can use for pain, and you can rub it in and whatever wherever you're rubbing that uh, particular uh, gel or oil in is going to it's going to benefit from it you know what i'm saying it's going to help some of the inflammation that you might have in your joints um you know people have different uh ailments that that bother them um and and, and it's a it's a really good one uh you know for that so i, I would try to um you know caution people who have uh especially you have arthritis um you know it's it's a very good homeopathic uh, remedy for that um you know just taking that rubbing it in wherever if you have pain in any spot in your body obviously you want to avoid it um you know if you're uh, nursing or pregnant you know it's contraindicated in those particular instances but you know if, if those if you don't have those issues um once again we're not saying take it internally this is a it's a this is this is purely topical this is something that you want to use on the exterior of your body um if your elbow is messing you up rubbing on your elbow if you, if you have you know um now i mean i, I don't know how uh, mainstream it is, but it, it is effective for migraine as well. Like if you have maybe a little cotton round, you can dab it on there, kind of hit your little spots, you know what I'm saying, on your temples or wherever it might be. And it really 
when you're talking about pain, you're talking about nerves. And then, you know, obviously you're talking about nerves, you're talking about the nervous system. And this is one of those types of herbs that can really get in there and kind of massage that and kind of get uh, get that pain out of there, get that inflammation out of there. Um, and then the, the effect is a lot uh, better and a lot less harmful than that of something that is not organic. Uh, one of these over-the-counter medications, for instance, that you have to really pace yourself with and have to really be careful with. And you don't really have a lot of those issues that you would have with that when you're working with Arnica. So A-R-N-I-C-A, that's the one I want to uh, go ahead and put out there for y'all today, man. Check that out, man. Um, you know, obviously you got elderly, uh, you know, family members who might be having or anybody who might be having, uh, you know, pain in, in, in any way. Uh, kind of refer them to that, man, and, and try to, you know, get them on that, man, and try to, you know, uh, eliminate some of this ibuprofen and some of this Motrin and all that kind of stuff, man. That stuff does uh, kind of have harmful long-term effects on you. Uh, you're taking a lot of ibuprofen that shit can really tear up your stomach uh, and it can, you know, literally cause internal bleeding and, fuck around might you know mean the blood transfusion you know what i'm saying so uh you know just try to be uh, careful with uh, a lot of these over-the-counter meds and try to look for more natural remedies and this is one of them man arnica man shout out to that yes shout out to arnica um yes yeah, uh to you know study up on these these herbs man they they will help you out you know uh things were created for a reason that's all i will say on that one oh, so that's our show, man. It's, it was a it was a pretty good one. More you know, more sports talk for your uh for hey. your head top. <laughs> NBA back. The NBA is back. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know we're gonna talk about this shit. That's just that, that, that's how that yeah. goes. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I mean, we're we still riding for Brianna Teller. No doubt. You know, uh, we're still riding for for all for everybody. So we ain't forgot riding for black women. So uh we about to, hey, we, we already know, man. We're we going to forever do that. I mean, hey, from the South of Love, obviously, hey, y'all know where we from. Hey, we love y'all. Hey, and it is what it is, man. We're going we gonna to keep this thing pushing. Yeah, man. All right, and we out. <laughs>